0: Hey, Pastor Stephen here. Welcome to the Abundant Springs podcast. If you haven't already, be sure to check us out online at AbundantSprings.Church. And now, on to this week's message. Well, I want to welcome you today, Abundant Springs family and those that are are joining us maybe for the first time on Church Online today. I want to let you know that you are so welcome here that in the midst of all that is going on in our world, in the midst of all that is going on in the situation that's unfolding day by day, the worries, the anxieties that can be raising up in each of our lives, that you have come to the right place because Jesus loves you. Let me address the fact that many of us are afraid right now. That there are feelings of uncertainty about the world around us. What's gonna happen? Am I gonna get sick? Is anyone I know going to, to pass away? Am I still gonna have a job to to go to? Are my favorite stores going to open again? What's gonna happen to our economy? What's going to happen with our mortgages? All these things are weighing on our minds right now. I know it's even weighing on my oldest son's mind. The other day, Joshua came into the living room and began to talk to my wife about just how worried he was, this fear that he had of death, and specifically, he was worried about what his death, if it ever happened, would do to Embry and I how we would be able to handle it. And and we had to assure him that everything is all right, that, that God truly is bigger than everything going on in his life. You know, I'm seeing a lot of the ways that people are responding to the fear in their lives. And so much of it has resulted in people just spewing out negativity, using this time as a chance to politicize or to call others out. I've seen a lot of darkness in our world over the last while. And and I believe that it's time for us to reach to things that are beyond being controlled by our fear, That to reach beyond these feelings and and the resulting works that they bring up in us. We talked last week about how focusing on our fear ends up causing us to lean that direction, how you lean where you look. And, And we need to be careful where we're fixing our attention. And so today we're going to talk a little bit about our fear and about getting through it. Friends, I want you to know right now, just right off the bat, if you are afraid, if you are concerned about all that's going on around us, don't be ashamed about your fear. Don't try to hide it. Don't feel like you're not as good as other people because of your fear. But instead, take control of it. Instead, take this as an opportunity to move beyond it, to recognize that you don't have to be a slave to it. See, we have to remember that fear is contagious and we're seeing a lot of people spreading a disease that is more deadly to society than COVID-19 right now. And that is that fear, that darkness, all all that is getting uh, plastered around social media right now. But there is something greater that we can aspire to because fear may be contagious, but so is love. And today we're continuing our series called Loving Through the Fear. And and I've called today's message a shepherd, a slingshot, and a strong man. And the story we're going to read today, we're going to look at today is, is one that is inspirational. It's one that if you grew up in church, going to Sunday school or kids programs at your local church, you probably are familiar with this story. Even if you didn't, you may be familiar with it. And if you're not familiar with it, well, today's your lucky day because this is one of the most beloved stories in all the Bible, especially about fear about conquering the things in our lives. And so today we're going to be in a book of the Bible called 1 Samuel, and we're going to be looking at chapter 17 if you want to follow along there with me today. So the Philistines and the Israelites faced each other on opposite hills with the valley between them. Then Goliath, a Philistine champion from Gath, came out of the Philistine ranks to face the forces of Israel. He was over nine feet tall. He wore a bronze helmet, and his bronze coat of mail weighed 125 pounds. He also wore bronze leg armor, and he carried a bronze javelin on his shoulder. Now, right now, what I want to do is I want to acknowledge how crazy this probably seems to you if you didn't grow up reading the Bible. You're thinking to yourself, a giant that's nine feet tall, guy wearing armor that weighs 125 pounds. Come on, Pastor Stephen. This seems a little bit far-fetched. And and you know what? Perhaps it does. Perhaps it feels far-fetched to you today and I want to encourage you to just look beyond the weird today. Just look beyond some of these oddities of of the details of this passage if, if you're having a hard time coming to grips with it and I want to look with you instead at the lessons that we can learn from this. Instead about what God wants to show us from this passage today as we keep on reading. Goliath stood and shouted a taunt across to the Israelites. Why are you coming out to fight? He called. I am the Philistine champion, but you are only the servants of Saul. Choose one man to come down here and fight me. When Saul and the Israelites heard this, they were terrified and deeply shaken. What I want to point out to you out of this passage is this, all right? Fear makes us fixate on a problem. We see this with many people right now, fixating on the problem at hand. It's all we see in the news, it seems like. I see people on my social media feeds that are just, they're freaking out right now because they're not sure what to do. They're not sure if they can handle this. It feels like it's so far beyond what they are capable of. And friends, that's because fear makes you fixate on the problem. It makes it so that you can't get beyond it. You can't get to problem-solving mode. You can't get to the place where you can function at peak capacity because the fear in your head is causing your whole focus to get pulled to it. And as we talked about last week, where you look is where you will lean. And it just creates a cycle. And so as the people of Israel were afraid, scared spitless at this giant... We pick up again with David, who's the youngest of eight brothers, and he's been sent by his father to go and check on his older brothers who are in the Israelite army, and he's to report back on how they're doing with his father. And this is what we read as we continue on in verse 22. David left his things with the keeper of supplies and hurried out to the ranks to greet his brothers. As he was talking with them, Goliath, the Philistine champion from Gath, came out from the Philistine ranks. And then David heard him shout his usual taunt to the army of Israel. As soon as the Israelite army saw him, they began to run away in fright. And David asked the soldiers standing nearby, what will a man get for killing this Philistine and ending his defiance of Israel? Who is this pagan Philistine anyway that he is allowed to defy the armies of the living God? Then David's question was reported to King Saul, and the king sent for him. Don't worry about this Philistine, David told Saul. I'll go and fight him. Don't be ridiculous, Saul replied. There's no way that you can fight this Philistine and possibly win. You're only a boy, and he's been a man of war since his youth. But David persisted. I have been taking care of my father's sheep and goats, he said. When a lion or a bear comes to steal a lamb from the flock, I go after it with a club and rescue the lamb from its mouth. If the animal turns on me, I catch it by the jaw and club it to death. I have done this to both lions and bears, and I'll do it to this pagan Philistine too, for he has defied the armies of the living God. And Saul finally consented. All right, go ahead, he said and may the Lord be with you. David picked up five smooth stones from a stream and put them into his shepherd's bag, and then armed only with his shepherd's staff and a sling, he started across the valley to fight the Philistine. So imagine this with me, if you will. Here's David, and we've already read about his opponent, and David's weapons of choice is a shepherd's staff and a slingshot a shepherd's staff, and a slingshot. This is what David is going to fight a giant with. This is his plan for taking out this enemy that the entire army of Israel is deathly afraid of. He stands up tall, and he's not allowing fear to knock him down, but he decides to face a giant with the tools that God has already given him. Can we just take a few minutes and what I'd like for each of us to do right now in the chat box, if you haven't already shrunk this video so that you can see the chat box and put in an alias there so that you can follow along with us. If you're on church online, Uh, if you're on Facebook, go into the comments or join us on church online. If you're watching live, that's the best way to interact here with us. Here's what I want us to discuss. If you're facing a situation like this, what would your response be? Facing a giant, how would you respond? And what has your response been in our current situation with COVID-19? Friends, it's easy to think that you don't have what it takes to have that conversation about Jesus that you've been meaning to have, to deliver groceries to somebody, to buy those gift cards, to tell people that Jesus loves them to post about the source of your peace on social media, to share your groceries and, and even your toilet paper stash with people who are in need, your family or your friends or your neighbors, to be creative in different ways of sharing the gospel or letting people know that you care about them. You may feel like you don't have what it takes to take every opportunity that you are given to reach Pincher Creek. But friends, writing from a Roman prison, listen to what Paul wrote to a fellow Christian worker named Timothy who was struggling with his fear. He says, for God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. So never be ashamed to tell others about our Lord. And don't be ashamed of me either, even though I'm in prison for him with the strength that God gives you. Be ready to suffer with me for the sake of the good news. God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. That fear that's holding you down, that fear that's choking you out, that fear that's causing you to react in negativity and to lack love is not something that God intends you to be a slave to, but instead recognize the truth that God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, of love, and of self-discipline. And so don't let that fear that you've been experiencing hold you back from doing what's right. Don't allow the fear that you've been experiencing to be your master. Yes, live with wisdom. Okay, use the brain that God has given you, but when God begins to lay things on your heart that he desires for you to do, can I just challenge you today, church, to grab a hold of the power, the love, and the self-discipline that the Holy Spirit of God, whom you receive when you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, has placed into your life, has implanted into your very being, and is growing in you right now. Can you do that? Can you do that? A couple of things stand out to me beyond just the fact that that God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. And it's actually a couple of questions. The first is this. What is the source of our power, our love, and our self-discipline? Where do these things come from? How can Paul be telling Timothy that he needs to step out in these things. Why would Paul be exhorting this young man to tell others about Jesus and to step into sharing the good news of Jesus even if he would experience suffering in life? What's the trick here? What's going on here? We receive the answer to this a couple of verses later in the book of Timothy. Timothy where we read, and now he has made all of this plain to us by the appearing of Christ Jesus, our Savior. He broke the power of death and illuminated the way to life and immortality through the good news. Did you hear that, friends? Our ability to step into power and love and self-discipline, to overcome fear, it comes through the birth of, Life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. See, God's intention was never for the world to stay the way that it is today. He made a very good world but because of Satan and because of sin. Death and sickness and disease and disharmony and brokenness made their way into the world that we live in. You want to know why COVID-19 exists today? It's because of the curse that sin brought into the world. It broke the relationship that was always meant to exist between humanity and God and between people and other people. See, sin puts up boundaries. Sin does whatever it can to break people apart, to keep people from God. But God exists eternally, perfectly, as one God in three persons. God, at his very essence, exists in relationship and he created us to exist in a relationship with him and with each other. But sin put up a barrier. Sin broke that relationship and it brought us death and decay and brokenness. And in fact, that's what the Bible shares the story of, is God time and time again pursuing humanity, saying, come to me, outlining how people could live separately as a beacon of light to the world. And if humanity's failure time and time again, humanity's resistance to a true life-giving relationship with God. And so God took the final step. He came to earth in the person of his son, Jesus Christ, to bear in himself on the cross all that we've ever done to separate ourselves from God, all the things we've ever done to break our relationship with God and then God defeated death he defeated sin by raising from the grave 3 days later and friends the story is not done Because scripture tells us clearly that one day Jesus will return to finish establishing his kingdom on earth. But for now, all that would believe in him will not perish, but will have everlasting life. What is everlasting life? Everlasting life means something for today, that the brokenness begins to be put back together. That our old way of living is gone, that we receive in ourselves a new identity given to us by God's son, Jesus. It means that we're no longer disconnected from one another or from God because the barrier has been knocked down. But it also means that we're not yet perfect. In God's sight, when he looks at us, he sees the perfection of his son, but we still make mistakes. And then God steps into our mistakes to forgive us. And it's called eternal life as well because the life we are experiencing in ourselves now The life that comes from Jesus loving and accepting you just the way that you are is something that continues to grow in you because he doesn't desire for you to continue in the patterns of behavior that have gotten you into your brokenness all your life. But he's calling you out of that. Jesus loves you too much to leave you where you're at right now. And one day, When we're done in this world, we will stand before God and he will usher those who have accepted his son and his son's sacrifice on the cross with open arms to an eternity filled with that life-giving relationship with God. That's what this is about. We pick up with our story We read, Goliath walked out towards David with his shield bearer ahead of him, sneering in contempt at this ruddy faced boy, David replied to the Philistine, you come to me with sword, spear, and javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. Today, the Lord will conquer you, and I will kill you and cut off your head. And then I will give the dead bodies of your men to the birds and wild animals, and the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. And everyone assembled here will know that the Lord rescues his people but not with sword and spear. This is the Lord's battle and he will give you to us. As Goliath moved closer to attack, David quickly ran out to meet him and reaching into a shepherd's bag and taking out a stone, he hurled it with his sling and hit the Philistine in the forehead. The stone sank in and Goliath stumbled and fell face down in the ground. Friends, here's what I want you to understand here today as we consider what this story means for us in our situation, in our time right now. And it's this, Jesus is bigger than your fear. He's bigger than your fear. Whatever you're afraid of right now, Jesus is bigger than it. Your fear does not have to have power over you. Even when the experts around this shepherd boy were shaking in their boots, seasoned warriors who were saying to themselves, there's no way anyone can go up against that giant and survive. David took what he had, how he'd been gifted by God and stood up for God and he took out a giant. See, the strong man that I want to talk to you about today, the strong man that we're discussing from the title today, a shepherd, a slingshot, and a strong man, it's not the giant. The strong man's not David. No, but it's Jesus. Jesus is the strong man who closes lions' mouths. He is the strong man who walks into fiery furnaces with men that are condemned to death for believing in God and keeps them safe. He is the one that gifts and stands alongside people like David. And he is the one that stands with you and with me if we will place our trust in him. Friends, I truly believe that if we will lean into love, if we will look at Jesus and understand that he is bigger than your fear, if we will understand that we have not been given a spirit of fear and timidity by God, but that in fact we have been gifted, we have been filled with strength, with power with love with self-discipline if we will do that friends then let me tell you nothing can stop us from changing this world nothing can stop us from filling the world around us with hope and peace and love and jesus will reign supreme over all people as the one who is the life giver look at what happened after david stepped out in faith Then the men of Israel and Judah gave a great shout of triumph and rushed after the Philistines, chasing them as far as Gath and the gates of Ekron. Let me tell you, friends, these people that were shaking in their boots when they saw David overcome the giant. When they saw that David, through the power that God was giving him, was not afraid that he was bigger. When they saw him begin to step into the success that comes from Jesus being bigger than our fears. Let me tell you what we begin to see here today. These men that were cowering, these men that would not do their jobs, these men that would not step up and fight, were inspired and began to go forward into what they were always meant to be doing. And the reason for this is very simple, and it's this. Love and hope are contagious. You see, we're not meant to be people who are caught up in the negativity. We're not meant to be people who run around spreading fear, who run around telling people that the sky is falling. That's not us. That's, That's not God's people. That's not Jesus followers. That's not Christians. Because love and hope is contagious, people. And as contagious as fear is, as contagious as COVID-19 is, let me tell you, love and hope are more contagious. And you and I, we are called to be hope dealers. We are called to be love givers. We are called to be world changers. Because, friends, we are the church. And in self-isolation or not, able to meet in person or not, that fact does not change. Friends, we have a purpose in this moment. We are not meant to stand idly by. We're not meant to twiddle our thumbs. We're not meant to celebrate the world going to hell in a handbasket. Instead, we have a purpose to spread love and to spread hope and to spread peace because that is what Jesus has given to us. And now we need to step out in whatever ways that we can to begin to share that with others. And so here's what I want us to do. I want to discuss this together. I I want us to spend a little time and and let's share some ways that each of us has been or will be living as the church this week. I'm sure that we've all shared some great things in the chat today. And so I hope that you'll take note of those, that you'll write some of them down. Friends, right now, my challenge to you is if you follow Jesus, be creative from your home, your quarantine, from your self-isolation, in the midst of your social distancing. Let me challenge you. Be the church. Be the church. Whatever you can do, step into it and be the church because we need to make an impact in our world. We have an opportunity to impact positively our community. People that we would never reach before. The busyness is gone for many of us. The need is there in all of our community. So step into it and be the church. Jesus, right now, I just ask that all around the world, whoever people are as they're watching this today, Lord God, that you will move in them that you will challenge them, that you will inspire them, that you will help us all to overcome the fear that desires to cripple us, the fear that desires to get us to fixate on the problem instead of the solution, Lord God, and that you will help us to move beyond that fear but set our eyes instead on you and begin to live as hope dealers and love bringers. Just continue to pray right now all around church online. I want to speak to you today. If you heard me talking about Jesus earlier, And something in your spirit began to shift. Something began to stir. Maybe you started to get excited. Maybe your stomach began to go and you began to get butterflies. Maybe something began to move inside of you. You began to feel an emotion. You began to feel a sense of security or a sense of love. Can I just share with you today that even if things just began to make sense for you, that there is a God who loves you so much that he sent his son for you as we talked about today. And you may be wondering what these feelings are well we talked about God the Father and we've talked about the Son but there's also the Holy Spirit the Holy Spirit of God is at work in us today and he's been pursuing you your whole life trying to get your attention so that you will accept a relationship with him so that you will accept this free gift that comes from him see scripture says nothing that you do can earn your way into a relationship with God because sin is in the way We don't come to church to earn anything, okay? We don't do good deeds to get God to love us. We do it because we are loved. We do it because we have been transformed. And this feeling in you today is the Holy Spirit beginning to break through in your mind, in your heart, in your soul right now. And he is inviting you to take his hand and to enter into this life-giving relationship with him. Don't let fear hold you back don't let bad experiences hold you back now is your opportunity now is your chance to step into something new let me tell you this is the greatest moment of your life and so if you're ready to call jesus lord if you're ready to be in a relationship with god if you're ready for him to begin to break through the brokenness to begin to set things right in your life, if you desire to know that you are loved and accepted just the way that you are and that there is a God who made you, who loves you and desires to transform you and that there is a community of others who also follow this same Jesus who want to gather around you digitally for now, in person later. You'll see in the, in the chat something come up right now that says, yes, I want to give my life to Jesus. And if that's you right now, will you just click that button? Will you just raise your hand digitally right now? saying, yes, I'm making this commitment to Jesus today. Let me tell you, this is the best decision that you could ever make in your life. If you're in Facebook right now, will you just put a comment below or even a private message and just let us know, yes, I'm giving my life to Jesus. If you're watching on YouTube, put it in the comments below or or find us on Facebook and, and just message us and say, yes, I'm giving my life to Jesus because we believe that we need to be connected. We believe that we need the body of believers. We need the Christian community to help us in this journey with God and what I want to do right now if you've raised your hand with me today will you join me and and Christians everywhere that are watching this right now will you join us in praying a prayer today and it goes like this Heavenly Father I give you my life please give me yours fill me with your Holy Spirit transform me with your love help me to live as I was always meant to live, I choose to follow you from this time forth. In Jesus' name, amen. Everyone, let's, let's celebrate with those that just gave their lives to Jesus this morning or later on as they're watching this today. You know, we have the, the great opportunity to see people being transformed even through digital media like we are right now.